Hey there, hi there, ho there, and a gracious good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of U of L women's athletics, and certainly a, a week of some things to discuss, I would think. Uh, I do want to kind of start the broadcast off by letting you know that one of our regulars here on the broadcast, uh, Jared Anderson, will not be with us today. He unfortunately lost a, a grandmother earlier in the week and is spending time with the family kind of uh, just kind of reminiscing and trying to get things together. So certainly uh, we are sorry about the loss to Jared. He was he was fairly clo- close to his grandmother. And uh, I, I can only say that I hope that things are she's in a better place. And I hope that he learns to kind of deal with the fact that, uh, you know, Remember the good times and, and try to let the bad kind of times just kind of go away. But, uh, other than that, we got a foursome in the house here, Jeff and Case at the same time. So that just proves uh, the theory that they're the same person since they're both here. Uh, Daryl has joined us. Daryl had little writing duties this week. Uh, she kind of took over as the main scribe for Cardinal Couple and did a fine job on each article, I might add. So. Good work there. And then, of course, me, Polly, I'm here with you to uh, moderate and uh, procrastinate and see what else is going on. But, uh, let's kind of catch up with the gang a little bit. See how they've been. Jeff was talking to me about Derby Pie earlier. It made me so hungry that I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I, I was saying I was I didn't get to watch the game Thursday, uh, the basketball game, which may be for the better. But uh i was off being a geek uh derby pie is the name of the uh users group in town here in louisville for uh the python programming language so derby pie d derby py instead of pie um yeah we're yeah geek humor see i I went a different geek direction i thought this was going to be a raspberry pi thing uh it's not far off those two didn't those two technologies tend to get used together a lot so yeah but uh, in any case, uh, yeah, Python programming language is a language used a lot in networking, which is the field that I work in. So, um, you know, it's kind of the re-kickoff of that group. It, it went kind of on hiatus during COVID. So went there Thursday night and was uh, off being a geek, you know, because that's what I do. Derby pie, raspberry pie, derby pie, raspberry pie. <laughs> you guys are killing me here. Yeah. <laughs> Raspberry Pi is a little mini, like about credit card size computer. That's all you four of them then. Just line four of them up and yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. They're hard to get a hold of right now because of chip shortages. But yeah, they're also hard physically, so you might I've not want to try to eat them. Of, I've got a big bag of chips I haven't even broken into yet. Yeah, no chip shortage here at this house. Yeah, let me tell you. Case in the house with us. He had the write up today and. Uh, What's been going on? You understand, headed down to uh, Memphis next week, and God have mercy on your soul. Uh, lock yourself in your room and do not come out except for absolutely needed things. No, yeah, it's a it's a whirlwind trip. Um, I th- we decided we were going to go for this week long work trip. I think two weeks ago. So uh, since then, things have gotten a little interesting there. But we will. Endeavor ever onward, work is as work is, and uh, hopefully, um, hopefully things can get uh, sorted out in the city. Uh, not, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. it's a uh, tough to it's tough to talk t- about. Tough it. to have something yeah. to to really say. Um, yeah, it there's, is. For there's sure. people who are a lot more learned on such topics than I, and. Uh, I'll defer to them for sure. And I think the iceberg has just begun to show itself because uh, this thing is, is threatens to really blow up and turn into something which uh, may be highly needed in our society. It's certainly something that's going to get a lot of attention, something that's going to be talked about and discussed and debated back and forth. But uh, certainly it's, it's not anything we're going to talk about in a lot of length here because that's not our subject of, of discussion, but Certainly, it is something to keep your eye on, something very newsworthy. Daryl with us. Daryl in the house and has been a kind of cardinal couple. She's been writing everything this week, filling in for Jared and having her own day, and then is graciously going to pick up two days again next week. 
Have you put this on the resume yet, Daryl? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely on there. I mean, Paula, you're one of my references. You know this. Oh, I've, the, the poor people who read that one then. Oh, my. <laughs> and did I talk to anybody? I'm trying to remember. Yes. Oh. God. I hope oh. you're joking. I hope it was a good <laughs> reference. Because uh, I, I, maybe, maybe it was good. So, Daryl. Well, well, I got the job, so you said nice. something. Okay. Yeah, um, I've never heard back or maybe they didn't call him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never heard eighty two that the camp of thigh house. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're talking about the same person. <laughs> yeah. Darryl, uh, is it the other Daryl? Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about um your uh, your guys' um thoughts and uh th- my nerdiness. Uh just saying like last night we had our book club and um, that's my nerdy thing. And we're actually called the Derby city book club. So it's Derby awesome. pie, Derby city yeah. book club, yada, yada, kind of a theme. And then, um, Kay saying he's going down to Memphis. Our book this month was called, um, South to America. It's basically, it's, uh, subtitled a journey below the Mason Dixon line. It was a very tough read. Um, but just very important and i learned a lot and memphis was actually a whole chapter louisville was a whole chapter um so it's pretty relevant to what you guys are talking about and just the state of the world memphis is very very um there's a lot of history there and yeah so case if you have the opportunity i i suggest just learning about the city a little bit and, and everything that came through there and just what's going on right now is just another thing in history that's going to be um remembered unfortunately for the wrong reasons and it's it's hard and but it's gonna it's necessary to talk about um so just with that just we got to move forward and, and do better certainly case if you do run into any type of difficulties or anything remember that liz dixon is originally from memphis and played her high school <laughs> yeah that's your ammo yeah i know i know liz it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> a t-shirt saying liz is my friend <laughs> and then put you know, number 22 on your back, and they'll be like, did you play ball against Liz? <laughs> no, no, I didn't play against her. No, I watched her play. That could help you out. As to me, just uh, kind of the same madly boring type of week of doctor's appointments and going to get things checked out and, and found out. And then uh, I found out through the magic of medicine and things like that that all of a sudden they have discovered that I have in addition to the myriad of things that are bothering me, I have an iron deficiency. <laughs> so I guess I am going to be walking around town looking for scrap metal so that I can build up my supply on that. Uh, so, so we need to start tomato. throwing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tomato like an apple. I was going to say start throwing magnets at him. Yeah, magnets <laughs> would be fine. Yeah. Uh, They're out of season, guys, but, you know. <laughs> there's this guy down the street who's got kind of a rusty night junkyard. And I'm thinking that no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what, are, what are cowbells made of? Could that be your prescription? <laughs> Cow, more cowbell? Yeah. I guess I, it I would think, have to be. I would think usually metal. like brass or something, but that clanking sound would have to be very thin metal, though. Yeah. I don't know. Let's call up the Blue Oyster Cult. They could probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure the, bell yeah. the bell and clapper. The bell and clapper are commonly crafted from iron, bronze, brass, copper, or wood. So you could have an iron cowbell. So whatever the heck, you know. Yeah. Any, uh, anything can... that you want to smack together to yeah. get a cow's attention, I guess, is uh yeah. Next time I go into the doctor's office, I'll have my iron cowbell there and I'll go king 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 yeah. king da 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 uh also just kind of uh, thinking a little bit about things a little bit as well as far as the wool goes. Uh I I realize that everybody's got an opinion. And I'm going to stop this short just by saying opinions are good. You're welcome to your opinion, but don't ever think to yourself that you are the only know, one that knows mm-hmm. what's going on in a situation. Yep. Okay. You are not. And if that's that offends fine. anybody, that's fine. But, uh, we're going to move that's on good. into a little scheduling at Twitter now. Case has done that admirably in the times he's on the broadcast with us. So, We'll toss that your way again, sir. Yeah, I uh, have it open. There's uh, no really good way to read the schedule now. Um, they made it so that you can't. 
I've the, seen it too. The, I hate it. They did the cool thing that I finally asked for, which was extend the next month. Just put the events on there. <laughs> except you can't uh, expand all of the events like you used to be able to. And if you go to the you list to view, you can day. only do yeah, one week. So It's only one day at a time, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ordeal. But uh, we survive. It's uh, easy enough. <laughs> the first thing going on today uh, just got underway. Um, not at 11 p.m. like the recap article said, um, but the Trek, the Lenny Lyles Invitational, um, second day of that event, kicked off at 11 a.m. Uh, over at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center. Um, some more success for Louisville yesterday. They'll try to keep that up today. Women's tennis uh, with their second event of the season. Uh, they hosted a doubleheader last week. They're hosting one this week. Uh, Today, in fact, at noon, they'll take on Ball State, and then uh, at 5, they'll play Eastern Kentucky. Men's basketball will uh, go to the gym in South Bend and, and participate in an event for 40 minutes or so um, when they play Notre Dame uh, today. Wow, nice. Day. I mean, I don't, uh, I mean, what are you going to say? Yeah. Uh, lead, lead by six, lose by 10. What do you, I mean, another day, another dollar, right? Um, <laughs> swimming also uh, noon is a, a popular time today they're taking on Cincinnati after a close loss on the women's side to IU yesterday uh, today's senior day for the swimming and diving team um, which that, that is hard to believe that we're at that point already I know. yeah for sure which is weird yeah. I guess they had so yeah. many uh, home events maybe they yeah. just won't have many more home events for the rest of the season but the way it goes. Um, that one actually will be broadcast on ACC Network Extra, uh, so you can tune into that one. Um, senior Day festivities start at noon uh, over at the Ralph Wright Natatorium. Tomorrow, men's tennis takes on Miami uh, in Athens, Georgia, which is not where the University of Miami is, but you know, you would think that Miami would be a better place to play tennis right about now, but whatever. And yeah, what they can usually play indoor though too. True. I, I think winter yeah. season is almost always indoors. Yeah. Um, women's basketball takes on Syracuse. They'll look to rebound from a tough week, which we will talk about plenty later. That game is at noon, and it is on ACC Network proper. Uh, Monday, men's tennis uh, takes on Georgia or LSU um, in the ITA Invitational. Uh, I guess that is dependent on how the, the games go in tomorrow morning. Men's golf uh, is playing in the Pontevedra Beach. Saw best, see best invitational. There's too many vowels in that whole situation. I'm just going <laughs> to carry on. That event continues on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, men's basketball plays Georgia Tech uh, at home at the KFC Yum Center. I'm going to avoid watching that game by watching, I think, going to the Grizzlies game on Wednesday evening. Uh, Thursday, everyone is off. Friday, women's tennis um, heads down to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. And track heads to South Bend for the Mayo Invitational on Friday and Saturday. And that gets us through yet another week. Um, as for Twitter, I tweet as at Best Case Scenario. Uh, Polly is at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio and at Jeff McAdams. Daryl's at Daryl Faust 4. And Jared is at Mr. Mr. Anderson Jared. Um, I still haven't checked out the right side of the site to see if the uh, list still works. But assuming that it does, you can check out the right side of the Cardinal Couple website for all of the UofL women's athletics. I was over there fooling around the other day on some stuff, so I hope I didn't damage anything. There is a nope. tweet from one hour ago from yep. Louisville Track and Field. So it appears that the, the, the Twitter embed link still works. Just uh, no yeah. no app API availability. Yeah, this is, this is based on a list that I created. So... Probably not too in, in too much danger of getting broken. Well, any more so than Twitter's breaking in general. Right. Anyway, any, any more so than when I share a tweet uh, as a joke in my my uh, friend chat. Um, yeah. Some people can open it and other people can't for no reason at all. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there you have it. Scheduling the Twitter case plus a little side dialogue on how to break the website, which yeah. is something I try to do weekly. Uh, <laughs> You talked a little bit earlier about the, the, the Ben's team. I had to be on campus for just a little while on Tuesday because of these 
Spring Sports Media Day, which was basically me and Jody Demlin sitting down and talking to eight different sports about what they were going to do. Uh, but to start the day out, I'm walking in from where I normally park, and I run into this girl, and she's tall, and she's friendly, and she's kind of walking along, and I'm like, basketball or volleyball, basketball or volleyball. I said, Marissa Russell. She goes, hey, how you doing? And I was like, I got it right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of looked at me with a puzzled look on her face. I said, I made a mistake one time of calling Liz Dixon Elizabeth Balogun. Okay, so I try to be careful anymore. She started laughing and she goes, You're that guy that sits in the corner over there. I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I do. I, I sit in the corner and make sure that the ushers keep their eye on me at all times. Uh, had a talk with her, had a lot of fun with her, shoot her around. We did our uh, press conference that was done, and basketball was waiting to use the room in the Cooper Center that we'd been using. So when I came out and I was the only one who left the room, everybody else stayed for basketball. But I was the only one who came out and the only one ready to come in was, you guessed it, Kenny Payne. Hmm. And Kenny Payne is tall. He's six eight. Yeah. yeah. From somebody who's normally thought himself as being kind of tall, standing face to face with him and looking up at him is kind of humbling. But he had this big goofy grin on his face, and he said, hi, how are you doing? And I said, pretty good, Coach. How are you doing? He goes, well, as long as people don't ask me about the program, I guess I'm doing okay. <laughs> I said, okay, we'll leave it there then. Uh, have a fun press conference. Yeah, where they're going to ask you about the program. <laughs> yeah, where they're going to fill your ears up full of that crap. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's very confidence-inspiring, I, yeah. I, I think, when, uh, when your head coach says something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, he probably gets it from when he goes in to get his morning coffee at the stop and put, you know, to when yeah. he stops late at night, you know, to drop off the stuff in the 24-hour laundromat. He's probably getting it everywhere. Well, yeah. Consider sure winning is. games and it might go away. Yeah. Yeah, that would be an option. One that Cardinal fans, I think, would like a lot. But so I decided to leave it. I'm, gonna, I'm ready to walk back to the car and go home. I'm halfway down the sidewalk, and who do I see coming my way? Marissa Russell again. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm thinking to myself, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, but, and so I, we get within earshot of each other. And I said, we're going to have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> she she kind of started giggling. And she said, well, I can have Haley follow us if we need. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sure she can cover both of us. There's no doubt about that. And so, and then Harley goes by dribbling the ball on the way to wherever she's by, going. Steals steals my recording microphone and tosses it to Melissa. And they get a two-on-one fast break layup on me. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. So great to see her. And then uh, she's uh, – actually, I'll tell you what, she's a cute person once you get up close to her. Very, very beautiful woman. So bingo on that. Yeah, nice girl. Liked her a lot. But uh, <clears throat> Let's go ahead and move on into – some of the things that happened in this past week, and I, I wish that they could be joyous things to start at, but unfortunately, do we have to? Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like Daryl. I've reminded you about this several times now. It's like it's like, do we have to talk about the loss? And I was like, which one? Yes, both. Okay, yes. awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess. We, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the game without actually ever mentioning the score or who won or lost. But I think it'd be pretty evident to figure it out through the discussion. Uh, going back to Sunday, 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 when the cards went to Raleigh, North Carolina, where NC State resides. Brought them here. That one was at home. Uh, it's a nice gym there. I've been there before. But, yeah, but they came here. But the cards weren't. Not this week. Sunday was here. Yeah, because they opened the. Oh, oh, that's that's your, I was there. Duh. <laughs> in the corner. I was the guy in the corner. Yeah, National Women and Girls G Girls and Women's and Sports Day, Girl Scout Day. Yeah. I didn't mean to make that sound like I was down there. I guess I just had a, a flip of the words or something. Yeah. Because no, I certainly much, was not in Raleigh. Much like Louisville forgot about the fourth quarter, Polly forgot about the location. Much. <laughs> <laughs> a true statement indeed. Uh, 
Hey, the cards just kind of forgot the rudimentary things like shooting and following missed shots and losing. 63-51 to the Wolfpack. Uh, a kind of sad situation, but, you know, you got to be able to do certain things in a game in order to win. And certainly outscoring your opponent is one. Stopping your opponent from scoring is another. And third of all, and most importantly, if a coach goes to the trouble of running up a play for you, why don't you try to run it? That happened several times. I got thoroughly fed up with this one, but I'm going to go to the others here on the broadcast and kind of get their roundabout take on this one. Uh, 12 to the, to the Wolfpack case. I don't know. I mean, that's not that bad, is it? Uh, I think you look at the situation of the game and it makes things a little different. It, someone pointed out on the broadcast I was listening to, or when I was watching, for the second season in a row, weird fourth quarter magic um, for NC State. Uh, yeah. Last, last year, NC State just exploded. Um, and this year, Louisville just imploded. So not sure uh, whether they've uh, started moving to more of a uh, black magic type uh, down there in Raleigh uh, to, <laughs> to curse the cards. But, you know, you lose by 12. Like you said, maybe that's not the end of the world, except in some of the other games that Louisville has lost by double digits this season, um, they were close and then crept up on free throws near the end of the game. Louisville shot one for 16 in the fourth quarter. Um they led, ah, they trailed by one uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, or at the end of the third quarter, um, and if I recall correctly, led by, I think, two with like 30 seconds left in that quarter, so it just kind of fell apart for them, um, and the more you dig into the game, kind of the worse it gets, uh, that one for 16 fourth quarter stands out, but... Uh, if you look deeper, it looks like they shot oh, 11 of 49 from the field. Um, so 22.5% if you take out the second quarter, uh, which was the only quarter in the game that Louisville won. So you take that quarter out, Louisville shoots 22.5% from the field. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of games if you do that. Um the fourth quarter in particular dropped Louisville's overall shooting percentage by eight points. It was not great. So while 12 points doesn't seem like that big of a loss, uh, it was uh, it was tough. It was, it was a tough loss for, for a number of reasons, and the score doesn't really reflect that. The cards did have to struggle mightily in the first half just to stay close in this one, but Somehow, Daryl, amazingly, and then thanks a lot to Casa Robinson, they were actually able to come back and get the lead at the end of the first half, 33-31 to 31, over the Wolf Pack, which was kind of a reversal of fortunes. But uh, Morgan Jones, Haley Van Lith, Casa, of course, were all very essential in that. Yeah, and like Kay said, they only won one quarter, and it's seem, starting to seem like NC State just has Louisville's number in the last few years. And this is one that they could have won, um, should have won, but, and I think needed to win to keep them in the top tier of the conference. But NC state has been, um, they've just been itching and they I mean, they had a coming into this one, they were four and four in the ACC and it's just, it, it's like not bad losses for them. They're still a ranked team, but they were sitting in the middle of the pack and they were just, licking their chops at this game against Louisville. Uh, I just can't help but to think about that fourth quarter and how hideous it was. I don't even think most of the shots were bad shots. It was just they weren't going in. I, I don't know. There was a lid on the bucket, um, on the basket. I don't know why the, the ball wasn't going in. The, the shots look good, and it's just deflating. I mean, how many good shots are you going to put up before you just start getting discouraged? The clock was winding down. You could see the players just – getting frustrated, um, fans getting frustrated. It's just a, it was a bad quarter. Just like Kay said, I had a, totally forgot about last year's fourth quarter and that meltdown. Um, but NC State, I mean, and NC State didn't even have a great quarter themselves. 
Uh, they were they were five of fourteen, but they had eight free throw attempts. So I mean, it just worked out in their favor this time. Unfortunately, the cards couldn't get the shots to fall. I mean, if they would have, it would have been it could have gone the cards way, but unfortunately, it did not. And it just feels like this was one that they really needed um, as they look towards the postseason because it's coming up pretty quick. Yes, indeed, time is getting near, Jeff, and uh, the half the halftime ceremony was a pretty neat one where they came out and recognized the women in sport. Also our volleyball team got a nice recognition mm-hmm. and girl scouts were throwing boxes of cookies at people. <laughs> <laughs> a whole box. That's a five or $6. Uh, investment yes. There. They weren't throwing them individually, Daryl. They were throwing the whole box of people and they have <laughs> making a different meaning to halftime cookies. Huh? Paul. Do you imagine well, trying to like catch a Samoa? It's, yes. lead, it's leading into the story where oh i'm i'm throwing elbows for some thin mints here <laughs> i was sitting there it's really tweets or something and i look up and jerry has run over to in front of me and he's holding <laughs> a box of samoas he goes all the time you bring me cookies i'm bringing you cookies and he started Aww. laughing and i'm like for me he goes yeah there's samoas and they smiled and turned and walked off again and i was like isn't that cool? That's Isn't cool. that cool? So we left with a box of cookies and certainly got some looks from the players as we walked by them. <laughs> At least you left with one win, Paul. That's yeah, right. It's we got a W. <laughs> and I think yeah. we I, I will point to a little bit of a bright spot in this one. Uh, we held NC State to 63 points, right? I mean, it's not a win. It goes in the lose in the loss column, but you know, to hold NC State to sixty-three points is not bad on the defensive side of things. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about this year about how how much this team struggles on the defensive end, but I thought it was a pretty decent showing in that respect. Um, but yeah, the the shooting, you know, I, I, Walls talked about it in a radio uh, interview with, with Nick Curran afterwards. He said, you know, there's there are things to point out in this game that were bad. Uh, that we need to work on it, we need to fix. He says, but honestly, in this game, those wouldn't have mattered because if you're not making shots, you're not going to win, right? He says, you can't really coach a whole lot of that. You know, get in the gym and put up shots, right, is is about all you can say. But, you know, if you're not making shots, you're not going to win. It doesn't matter what else you're doing. But he says, but there were other things that we're going to look at in this. We're going to look at some film and, and you know, critique some of the other things that we saw in there alongside it that will help another game. So it was an interesting take on that from the coaches. Like, you know, if we're going to shoot that badly, we're not going to win regardless, but there's still some things to learn from it. Um, But I do like, I do holding NC state to 63. That's a little bit of a bright spot. I think. Jeff, you could give credit to the Wolfpack all you want, but all I can do is stare at Louisville's uh, stat sheet and you have only six players who scored. Six. Yeah. Oh, and, and like Louisville's, the, the shots that Louisville players were taking were generally not bad shots. They were well thought. They were well executed. They just didn't go in. <laughs> so I mean, it's not like they were trying to take circus shots and deal with high-pressure North Carolina, uh, NC State defense. They had decent shots. They had good looks. They were taking and they're just, just missing them, you know. Point blank layups just clanging off the, the rim, and you know, it, yeah, that's it's hard to explain. To I've yeah. said it before. Morgan Jones, I think she's too strong for her own good. Sometimes she she she'll get out in front of the defense and put the ball up off the backboard, but it's just too strong and it just misses the basket entirely. Yeah. And another thing was the assist. Six assists. Share the ball, you well, all. They only like, scored twenty baskets, so. Yeah, hey, I don't give many opportunities. It was it's it's almost not, a fifty percent assist rate. <laughs> yeah. Would not call this uh, a Louisville basketball showing. It's just, and I can see the frustrations from Coach Walls. I mean, we saw that explode on Thursday. I think um, it's just really starting to add up for everybody. I think, and a lot of people are wondering, like, when is it going to click? When is this team going to? finally gel and like i said they're running out of time to make that happen yeah that's that's what stands out to me jeff about trying to think of positives from sunday's game was that uh uh, you're only as good as your last showing and so it's hard for me to take any positives away from 
Sunday's game knowing how Thursday's game went. Yeah, I, fair. <laughs> totally fair. But, yeah, I, I, I will stand on holding NC State to 63 as a, at least a halfway decent defensive and, showing. And, and they had fewer which turnovers is, than, than NC State. Yeah. Which is and, not and, something you could say about Louisville much this season. Right. So I, I, I'm trying to find the joy here, you know, joy and excitement. <laughs> joy and excitement. And, and, that's that's where I'm finding just just a little bit of it here. So yeah, I think one of the things that I found kind of foreshadowing is that we missed our final three shots of the third quarter. And of course, yeah. you know how it is if we transition to the third quarter to the fourth quarter, and there's the big music display and everything like that, and everybody gets the crowd pumped up and it's it's going. But it didn't change the aura of things. We came back and missed our first thirteen shots of the quarter. So we were 0 for 16 in that stretch there. And uh, it was kind of consequential after, after the game, uh, the teams were leaving and I was getting ready to pack up and head over to the media room. And uh, Diamond Johnson just happened to be standing right near me because I think she was getting ready to either do NC State radio or maybe TV radio, or TV uh, kind of uh, interview after the game. I just looked at her and I said, you played a hell of a game, young lady. She looked at me and goes, thank you, sir. No. Now, that's pretty cool. Okay. You got a recognized game. Yeah, and she did, but I would say there are several on our team I would gladly trade for her in a heartbeat. No questions asked, and we will pick up all the traveling charges. Uh, that's fun, but it's a, the situation now, gang. Westmore's got Jeff Wallace's number. Sure seems like it, don't it? He's getting there. Yep. He's he's a good coach, for sure. He does good things down there. Yeah, I was kind of rough on the Fred report in that one, giving us a small small case D in the report. I gave us nothing for free throws, rebounds, or effort or execution. I cannot simply give anybody a letter for any type of execution when you go 0 for 16 from the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the, that's a fair critique. Yeah, yes. I read that and went, "Yep, that looks about right." <laughs> just, but, and so you kind of wondered how this would affect the team as they kind of talked things over a little bit, and you know they were getting ready to go to what appeared to us to be a contest that was going to be maybe a little walk in the park for Louisville, like in past years, going to the Joel Coliseum in Winston Salem to play Wake Forest. A Wake Forest team that had gone through some changes. Uh, a new head coach in place now. Uh, some players' movement and stuff like that. One thing, one constant was still the same on the team, though. Daryl, they still had a very good ball player in Jewel Spear. And she certainly decided to show up on Thursday night, did she not? Uh, yeah, and I, I was doing the recap, and when I was looking at um, stat broadcast about three minutes left in the first half, I looked down and see, oh, she only has five points. We're, we're really stopping her. And I swear, at that moment, she went on a 6-0 run, uh, giving her double digits, commentators um, praising her. I mean, she's really what started the Wake Forest offense because in the first half, it looked like the cards were going to be able to um, bounce back and, and put this one away pretty easy until the second half. They won the first or broke both for, uh, quarters in the first half and then just came out in the second half and looked like a totally different team. And just and I'll, and allow a player to score 34 points against you. I mean, granted, 14 of them were at the free throw line, but you put her there. I mean, it's just uh, one that you're going to shake your head out for the rest of the season that you know, you let Wake Forest walk out with the win on this one. But uh, like I mentioned in the the preview and the recap that Wake Forest was, uh, they were on the road for three games and, and they had two ranked teams they played. And um, I think that this is one, they're, they're better at home. I think they only lost one at home this season so far. And this is just another team that was licking their chops, ready to play Louisville. Louisville looking like a, a beatable team and then they were able to do it. I, I just can't, I can't wrap my brain around giving up 34 points to one player. Spear certainly had a, a season. 
worthy. You couldn't miss in the yeah. third quarter. Yeah. And uh, after the Cards led 34-25 at halftime, I still even had the nagging doubt in the back of my mind. Okay. What's going to happen to curtail this lead we've got here? Well, it happened to be her. But uh, one of those things, you've got to be able to stop a player. And we tried everybody on her, I think, except for Lola and Lucy Wallace's daughters. And no one was able to put her, to to slow her down even, to stop her. So uh, some questions I had on this one. And I'm going to roll it around the table a little bit. bit. We didn't see much of Kono in this game. And that's beginning to be just a little bit of a problem in my eye because Kono is a, is a distributor, a facilitator. She makes a lot of other players look good. She can hit the spot-up shot when she needs to, but it is if her and, and Marissa Russell were like forgotten people. They, they barely got on the court. What's the deal? What's, what's going on here? Uh, feel free to start at that whoever wants to. Well, from the sounds of it, that's somewhat by her choice, based on some of the things that Wallace has said, that um, she's not particularly eager to get out on the court uh, some days. Um, and, you know, if she chooses to take her life in a different direction, that's obviously her choice, and, and I want to respect that. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to see her out there. I think she's a very great player. She seems like a really neat person, just in general. Uh, but she's a great player. I think the team's better when she's out there. Um, so I'd love to see her out there, but if if that's her choice not to do that, I certainly have to respect that. I'm going to kind of stop you in midstream here, though, because if she decides not to play, she lets him know before the game, right, that I am not going to step on that court and do anything. I just don't feel it. She yeah. actually played a couple of minutes. Yeah, no, it, it, I don't know if it's I don't know if that's a binary decision though, versus hey, just a few minutes or. You know, I, I don't know what sort of communication she's having with him, but um, yeah, I, 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 I like you. I, I really like the way she plays. She, I, she's got a lot of fans uh, among the Cardinal fandom in general uh, that specifically like to see her play. Um, she, and she's good. She's got a great vision for the court. She's got a great basketball IQ. Walls has talked about that as well. I'd love to see her out there more, but uh, you know, I was obviously I, I I don't know everything going on behind the scenes. So I, sure you know, obviously, yeah. As as you said at the top of the show, <laughs> we we have no clue, yeah. but we can only speculate. That case, I don't know. I'm looking for more Kono. I'm also looking for more Marissa Russell. Well, am, am I looking for the wrong things here? I think that you're going to get one or the other based on how this week went. Um, they combined for seven minutes. On Sunday, they combined for eight minutes on Thursday. Uh, and in one game, Marissa Russell had one minute. In the other game, Narika Kono had one minute. They are kind of the same player from a, you know, build and stylistic standpoint. Um, you know, Kono's a 5'10 guard. Russell's a six-foot guard. Um, they play a very similar position. That's not to say that they can't be on the court more. Um We've seen a lot of issues with uh, the team gelling this season, uh, being able to um, make good things happen over long stretches or stop bad things from happening for too long of a stretch. Uh, And a lot of the times what you need there is a spark. And I think we've been able to see Kono and uh, Russell both provide such a spark at different times. uh, So it's a little puzzling to see so few minutes from the pair of them not just from either one of them individually um yeah it's it's a it's it's a weird situation and i'm not really sure what else there is to say about it uh other than like we've like we've said um narika has maybe cooled on the prospect of basketball in our life and that's from a personal perspective, uh, wonderful, you know, personal decision to make. Like, if that's what is serving her as a person, that's fine. Uh, as a selfish fan of the team, it's tough because we were seeing a lot of minutes from her before, um, and we were seeing good things from her and from the team when she was on the floor, and this season, not so much. Daryl Jeff Walls is openly 
come out and said he's perplexed. He doesn't know what's going on with this team. Uh, and if your head coach doesn't have any idea what's going on, the only thing Wallace has pointed out really is that we can draw up all the plays in the world, but if the team won't run them, then what good are they? He said we can watch hours and hours of game film for our next opponent and prepare for them and draw up plays that might work on them. He said, maybe I ought to just let the players sit in there and watch the six hours of film without us even being in the room and let them decide how they want to attack it because they're obviously not listening to us. Uh, those are pretty harsh words out of a head coach about a team that was uh, actually picked to win the conference. Yeah, that's not exactly the phrasing you want to hear. Um, kind of sounds like maybe he's lost um, faith in the team. Maybe he's lost um his authoritative voice or his his coaching with them if i don't i don't know i don't like the way that that's phrased and kind of shifting blame saying we did our part they're not doing their part it's not they versus we it's it's we're a collective as a team and if and in a game is not going to always go how you planned it to go i mean you don't know what horrible refs they've assigned to this game you don't know what the other team is prepared and you have to make adjustments and you rely on your coach to help guide you to, to make those adjustments because often they are different than what you had originally planned. And um, yeah, I don't like the we versus them, me, them way of phrasing that it's not going to win games. It's not going to win your team's uh, support and, um, it just seems like there's some, perhaps some more things going on um, that's not being discussed, whether it's not even being discussed with a head coach from the players or, or not even being discussed with the media. Whatever's going on, there's there's more to it. Uh, obviously, we've lost a player this season in the middle of the season um, due to some sort of disagreements on, who knows, playing time or, or something more. You just never know what's going on behind the scenes, so. It's uh, concerning, and um, again, if they don't figure it out and, and decide that they're ready to win games, then this is just the path that we're going to keep going. And uh, I hope not, because I don't remember the last time uh, Louisville women's basketball has lost three games in a row, and I, I hope that's not the case, but it's starting to look a little desperate. I think you've got to go all the way back to maybe Wallace's second season here. Shoo. When we had the kind of – rough year after the nice initial year but i'm thinking we may have to go the colombo approach and so i'm going to go out and buy daryl a raincoat and an old beat-up car and have her drive out maybe somewhere out in the midwest and see if she can shadow and get some comments out of paint girls <laughs> on what happened while she left and you can even use the colombo phrases like can i ask you just one more question just one more thing yeah just one more thing <laughs> I just couldn't help but notice it. Yeah. Why did you leave the team in the middle of the season? No, not many people do that. Uh, once you get back to us on a Daryl, we'll make it a small mini series and you'll be able to retire comfortably <laughs> for the rest of your life. I've been looking for a plan and sounds like there it is. We, but we can't call Columbo. We'll have to call Darylumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse things. I, I can imagine. <laughs> We'll see uh, on that. Uh, certainly, I think Louisville is maybe at the verge of, of having to get very nervous. I don't think we're completely out of the NCAA tournament looking yet, but it's way too early to protect any kind of, project any of that kind of stuff. I think in the conference, if I'm not mistaken right now, gang, I think we are seventh in the conference. Well, I think we are not giving ourselves any favors. I mean, we already have to work against a lot of higher beings like the NCAA who, who don't give us any credit, and we're just not doing ourselves any favors. Yeah. We are actually three games out of first place at uh, with a 6-4 and four record. Problem being is we still got to play Notre Dame twice, uh, and that's kind of an ouch. Yeah. So uh, we're tied for with Virginia Tech for sixth. Yes. And yeah. Tech would win that right now, as of yeah, because of that. Then I think because uh, well, it's well, the ACC. Well, well I think that's uh, true too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think he means the tiebreaker, right? Because Virginia Tech holds the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, yeah, holds the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. The the way you, it kind of looks that like we got got to play Miami yet ahead of us. Yeah. Duke ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We have not played them. We got uh, in the Notre Dame and the North Carolina. Yeah, we don't all, have a game against North all Carolina. All above us, yeah, in the rankings right now, in the all standings right now. Pretty good teams, I'd say, Jeff, and yep. teams that. I think if we lose a couple in those particular games, uh, we're probably going to be in in a position where we're going to actually have to play on Thursday night mm-hmm. in the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen wow. done ever since I've been going down there yeah. to the tournament in Greensboro. Yeah, it is a little quirky that, though, despite how we're talking about this and talking about NC State, that we're still ahead of them in the standings. Yeah. Not by much. Half a game, yeah. Yeah, half a game, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at this, like, just looking at the standings, and do you, we're talking about a game on Thursday that Louisville absolutely should have won. Um, they gave up an 18-0 run to ultimately lose that game um, when it all fell apart in the third quarter. Wake should be tied for second to last in the conference, and a win would put Louisville tied for third. And yeah. instead, we're talking about them being tied for sixth. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 you just kind of scratch your head at, at how some of the games have gone this year. And um, in, in the Atlantic Chaos Conference, <laughs> I, for Louisville in general, I mean, you yeah. get you look at Louisville's. Six and four in conference, but fifteen and eight. I mean, when's the last time Louisville lost four non-conference games in the same season? Right. And some of those were clunkers um, against Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, Holy middle, middle Tennessee, and South Dakota State. I mean, okay. it, it's an interesting situation that this team is in. Um, and like you guys have said, they're going to start winning games. Uh, the The end of the season draws nearer. The uh, hard games in the schedule or in the conference schedule still remain um, and need the Louisville of the, the last few years to show up and not the Louisville of the last few months. W has solved a lot of issues, yeah. no doubt. And as our good friend Arthur, who reads our column, our friend from Clemson who likes to read in our columns occasionally and make comments, he asked the question, was either one of yesterday's or maybe today's article, Hey, how do y'all like the view from our side of the street? Think about it at first. Yeah, that stings, uh, but he's not wrong. Because <laughs> when I look at it, I mean, that Wake for- Wake Forest is a bad loss. It's it's just really bad. And usually Louisville would find a way to win these kind of games. And the, on that 18-0 run, Coach Wells didn't call a timeout. And I think it was – Debbie Antonelli just praising him for doing that, but they didn't find a way to win this game. Um, yeah, he left him out there to f- figure it out, but they didn't figure it out. So I'm not sure I agree with uh, letting the, um, like Kay said, bottom of the barrel ACC team um, just have their way with Louisville when they're obviously struggling to get that ball to go in the basket and Wake Forest couldn't miss. It was just um, bad. And, and, you know, you as a, women's basketball fan, uh, Louisville program anyways, over t- over the years, you, you just get used to seeing these teams be able to figure it out and pull a win out, um, even if it's just by one point. Like you said, wins um, solve a lot of issues, and, and they're not doing it. It's just it, – we're just shaking our head at this team right now. It's, it's a struggle. The wall has also made a little bit of an issue about the technical foul. Right. That was called on him, uh, which turned out to be a kind of a head-scratching incident where Walls basically just informed the referee kind of offhand, hey, you're missing a heck of a game out there. <laughs> is, is that what was said? <laughs> bad, bad time to say that when Louisville had just given up an 18-0 run, so apparently they were yeah. missing a heck of a game as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously a rabbit-eared referee decided to say, but you're not going to miss this technical, Jeff, because I'm just giving it to you here. Which seems pretty darn thin-skinned. Very thin. Very. Yeah. That just... That's... Well, there was two moments in this game that stand out to me of being the diff- or the just Wake Forest turning it around. And 
it was a call on Olivia, a walk where she her feet did not come off the ground. It was not a walk, but they called it. And then at that moment, it was like Wake Forest got, they were at the line the rest of the game. And it was only like two minutes, one and a half, if that. But this lasted for like 10 minutes. And then some foul they called on Morgan Jones at, at the end of a, um, a shot clock where Jules, um, at, outside the uh, three-point line, she was literally, she literally had like a second left on the clock. And I don't know why Morgan was anywhere near her. But they they called it for her and put her at the line again, and I just didn't agree with either of those calls. And I think it was the swinging moment where this team was just deflated afterwards. Tough decisions on both those calls that were arguably fifty fifty either way. I I I can't. It, it frustrates me to no end that at the beginning, before the beginning of every game, they have a read on the PA talking about respecting players, fans, you know, other teams and officials. And I can get behind that uh, in, in notion. Uh, but I always want to, I want to really like record that and like send an audio recording of that to the ACC conference office and the NCAA offices and say, you know what, if you want your officials to be respected, they need to be worthy of it. And right now they're not. As far as I'm concerned, they need to be worthy of it. And we, the game suffers from the women's basketball officiating right now. Uh, I've, I've gone off on this rant many times before, and I'll stop it there because it's it's nothing new, but it needs to be heard. Yeah, I, I want to just, yes. Go ahead. there's a certain, I'm not disagreeing with you about the officiating, mm -hmm. but there's a level of professionalism expected from the coaching, like, a comment that yeah. should come from a boisterous student section shouldn't yeah. come shouldn't come from the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that gets waved off if it's not the coach saying it directly to the referee. It is like that doesn't the comment doesn't serve anything. <laughs> it, it, it didn't help Louisville. It was it wasn't going to help Louisville even if it doesn't get called a technical. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not changing the way they're calling the game because of that. And so I don't know. There's been quirks like that that are um all, in a lot of ways just the way jeff walls operates and the way a lot of coaches operate but I, I don't i don't have a whole lot of sympathy for a coach that gets teed up when doing something like that. I, yeah i mean the call on 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 that comment is i think thin-skinned but whatever but it's the, the yeah the rest of the calls i mean yeah they outshot the, level in free throws by 14 <laughs> yeah, and and when you're calling traveling calls just because somebody does a head fake, without actually looking at their feet, um, you know that that hurts the game. That 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 is yeah. the as far as I'm concerned, that is the single biggest uh, damage to the women's basketball game uh, out there right now. Um, you know, I, my uncle was at the NC State game. He doesn't come to very many games. He's out of town. He was in town this week, the this past weekend. And, you know, he's he's shaking his head at some of these officials, call, uh, what some of these officials are calling. He's a big basketball fan in general. And, I mean, it was, it's bad. Like, it, people like that get turned off to the game because of it. I think you have to go into maybe shelling out a little more money for officiating and making sure that they're trained properly and intensively before the season starts. Unify the rule set between the men's and women's game and unify the, the refereeing pools. An Have them doing both. Yeah. An interesting possibility yeah. there, Jeff. We'd it's have to see how that works. But problem gets solved in a heartbeat, if that's the case. There it is. You've yeah. got the answer right here, folks. <laughs> uh, it, Jeff has just kind of laid it out here on a, a nice little platter for you. Uh, of course, they'd have to do a hell of a lot of changing on the men's side or the women's side. Yeah, they have to move men's to quarters. Which do we want to go back? They should do anyway. Yeah. Ah. Oh no, their their game structure will be like every other basketball ever. Yeah. Wow. And who's gonna dunk for us besides Alexis Mobley? Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. The uh, last thing I'm gonna talk about is kind of a funny thing where Jeff Walls played the uh, the musical chairs routine late in the game where uh, he went and sat basically at six chairs away from 
his bench <laughs> in an open preferred seating area for patrons of the game who paid, I guess, extra money to have floor seats but did not chose to use them. And so those four seats were open. So Wall sits down there next to what kind of looked to be our equivalent, their equivalent of our 80-year-on. <laughs> Some poor guy just sitting there with a smile on his face. And Wall's just <laughs> chatting him up like he's the commissioner of the ACC. And uh, I've never seen him pull that one. What was Jeff trying to say to us, Daryl? <laughs> I think he was trying to figure out the best spot in town to get uh, a cheeseburger. <laughs> it could have been. I think he was trying to uh, distract himself from what was actually going on before he explodes because you could hear him. Um, that gym was empty. I, I mean, let's just face it. Wake Forest is not pulling crowds out for women's basketball games. And you could hear him, uh, his vocal uh, displeasure with Morgan Jones sometimes. You could hear him yell Morgan down the court. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I even said it like, Ugh, I don't know if I would want to be on the other end of that. Um that uh the, the coaching at that time and so i think that he agrees with me probably got a little frustrated with some calls there and decided to remove himself from the situation before somebody forced him out of it so you know you gotta pick your battles and he said he just wanted to figure out the best spot to get some dinner afterwards the premise makes sense uh, uh i don't know case was he tried to send a message maybe to the bench and the team <laughs> And I don't know. I mean, you kind of go back to what Daryl said earlier about uh, the us versus them mentality in the film. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, my, I'm not uh, trying not to have a, a super negative opinion of Walls this week, but I was not very impressed yeah. with the week. I mean, if he's saying that, hey, the team's not listening to the coaching staff, right? then yeah, maybe that is a, a trying to be an object lesson. Hey, I, you're not going to listen to me. I'm just going to go up here and sit and be a fan. You know, I, I, I don't know if it's a good strategy as a coach or not. It's, it's kind of, it's but, one of those things where it's like, yeah. keep your mess in the house. Yeah. Like that's a very public forum to try and make a statement to your team. Yeah. Uh, you're, I was on, I mean, it was on ACC network proper. Everybody's watching it. It wasn't, you know, yeah. ESPN Plus or ACC Network Extra where somebody had to stream like a random basketball fans are just watching that game and you know just kind of it Louisville has made themselves look foolish plenty of times this season um, they don't need help doing it yeah <laughs> great yeah, I think it was just the criminal element walls his mind who said hey look at these good seats nobody in them I'm moving down watch <laughs> me what we're on TV hey I'll never know the difference Probably not. So, with two L's on their record in the last two games, the cards now head to Syracuse to take on the Cuse. Uh, how does this one look to you, gang? I'm kind of thinking that we may actually be on three after Sunday. I think it's certainly well, a possibility. I, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. You know, we've, we played Syracuse once already, and, um, I mean, they were able to win the fourth quarter in that one, and we're starting to learn that fourth quarter can be the difference maker when you play Louisville. So I think that they probably would like to get some payback after that uh, December matchup. And I haven't followed their numbers too closely, Case, but I don't think they're exactly a, a... – Packing the, the carrier dome up there from uh, you know, stem to stern for Syracuse women's basketball. No, but we just talked about uh, Wake Forest being almost an empty gym, and, and Louisville struggled against that one. Uh, I think this is a, a good get-back game for Louisville. Um, it's a team you've already played. It's a team you've beaten. Uh, like Daryl said, they won the, the fourth quarter, but um, Louisville could weather it. Uh, they scored, you know, 21, 21, 27 in the first three quarters and then um, lose the fourth quarter by five points. But, um, you know, they, they played well. They they generally play well against Syracuse. Uh, like I said, you expect this to be a get-back game. Um, it's on short rest. It's on travel. 
um, not a lot of time to dwell on your thoughts of the week before. Um, just kind of clear your head, play basketball, and see what you can do. And so we will find out. We shall see. Uh, any other things of import we need to cover before final thoughts here? Jeff, is there anything popping in the volleyball world we need to, to talk about or discuss that could be important? Well, that was going to be my final thought. Uh, okay, we'll leave it for that. No, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, so, yeah. I do I have a tidbit. That from you. No, I do have a tidbit as I, as, I, as I seem to manage to come up with some little tidbit every week for volleyball. So I do have one this week. Good, good deal. I want to say congratulations also to Sinclair Savage doing wonderful things for Louisville women's track and field. You can read all about her pursuits in the Saturday edition of the Cardinal Couple column at cardinalcouple.com where we get some great articles out of the writers each week and also get some good comments too. So it's just kind of a fun place to hang out for a while and read what's up there and see what's going on. And hey, if you're not careful, you just may learn something. So be warned. Well, let's go ahead and roll into final thoughts then. Uh, and oh, I'll go ahead and, you know, I tried to steal Jess from him, so I'll go let <laughs> him go first. Sorry about that. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, yeah, so uh, at the NC State game, which was, as mentioned, uh, National Girls and Women's and Sports Day, uh, and also Girl Scout Day, they did have uh, the volleyball team was there and got recognized on the court. Uh, and then the, before the game and in the early part of the game, they were signing autographs out front in the lobby. So uh, I did go over, chatted with them a little bit. Uh, some of them, I didn't get an autograph because I don't really have any place to hang it up and show it off. But um, speaking briefly with with Coach TBK and uh, did find out that they are getting to go to Brazil in June, uh, a trip. Uh, you know, these teams get to do this once every five years. They can do a, an international trip uh, for like an exhibition uh, schedule and do that. Uh, they had one scheduled to go to, I think it was Japan. I don't remember for sure. And then COVID hit. So uh, this is kind of, this one's been a little time in coming, but uh, they are going to get to go to, to Brazil, including the five incoming freshmen. They'll be joining the team at the beginning of June and then almost immediately hitting the road on this uh, trip to go to Brazil and play. Um, I, a lot of times they do these trips and play like the national team, whatever, whatever country that they go to. If they play the Brazil, Brazilian national team, they're probably going to lose. It's a very good team. Probably going to get so, <laughs> Yeah. Brazil's very good. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who they're playing yet. So. Hey, Jeff will probably be following down there. So <laughs> if we uh, lose him in the rainforest, well, we will spare no expense trying to find him back again. <laughs> Great news on volleyball. Good yeah, it's cool. Oh, wow. I'm glad they're getting to do it. Daryl, what you got for me here on Final Thoughts? Um, I'm just still thinking about Jared and everything he's got going on. He's working today, but, uh, you know, losing a grandparent's tough, and it's a lot of your roots there, and um, just a lot of memories. I know it's one of the core memories for me. I'll never forget losing mine. So just thinking about him um, getting through these next couple of weeks. I can't believe it's been five years since I lost my grandma. It's just really wild how time flies. <laughs> It is kind of amazing how things like that happen in the time frame that goes into them. Uh, Case, what you got for me on Final Thoughts? Yeah, it was uh, covered earlier in the week, uh, as I was reminded in our text chat. But um, <laughs> the uh, wanted to sh- send a just shout out, uh, Anouk Ditton. Congratulations on signing a professional contract. Uh, it's a risk that I think uh, mobile soccer fans should know exists. Um, grabbing a a uh, youth national team player from a foreign country. Um, it was a risk that existed with Molly Rouse when they had her, um, but lost her for a different reason when she transferred. Um, but Anouk Denton signing a professional contract to play with uh, West Ham in the Women's Premier League in England. Tough to pass up. Uh, it's a big blow to the little soccer team, but um, uh, a big boon for her in her career. So We'll probably be seeing her uh, against the U.S. women's team in future tournaments, if I had to guess. There you go. And maybe better West Ham than Country Ham. <laughs> Final thoughts on, on my side here a little bit. This, I'm, I'm going to go to softball, of all things. When I was down on campus, uh, 
Tuesday and, and questions were being asked to a lot of different sports that participate in the spring. Uh, softball obviously being one of them and the question was kind of posed to Taylor Roby about coming back and over the years Taylor hasn't exactly been the most vocal most outspoken player on the Louisville team. She's kind of just gone out there and did what she had to do and got it done and didn't really talk a whole lot about it. This was a different Taylor Roby Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if they've changed the chemical solution on what she's drinking. No, I'm kidding. Uh, whatever it is, she's a lot more outspoken and things like that. She said, I look at my role now as being a mother duck. I've got all these little freshmen and redshirt freshmen and sophomores running around, and they're looking for guidance, and they're looking for things to you know, make them better, and, and they want to fit into the system. And I said, I just kind of line them up behind me and say, this is how we do it. This is what we do. And she goes, I'm really enjoying that. That's a pretty cool thing, and I hope that that continues all the way throughout the softball season for the cards as they have some success. So, but Other than that, we've had a successful show today. I want to thank you for listening. We'll be with you at this time next week, unless, of course, you know something we don't. So until then, everybody have a great weekend and go cards. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.